Hello and welcome to another Sunday Post Politics podcast. I'm James Miller and this week I am joined by uh, Annabelle Dixon, political editor for the Eastern Daily Press. Hello. Hello. And I'm joined again by Ian Murray, Scottish Labour MP for Edinburgh South and Shadow Secretary of State for Scotland. And MP who's been on this podcast more than any other, I think, now. I just love it. It's I the company. So. And, the so- and the jingles. You love the and jingles. The ju- oh, I love the jingles. Um, you got the beard jingle? I have got the beardy jingle. We'll maybe come on to that jingle. in a bit. I'll, we'll work up to that. I would start with my Queen's Speech in Review jingle, but I can't find it. So um, let us just discuss the we Queen's could sing it, couldn't Speech. We? Yeah, it just—it's the same as the PMQs yeah, one. It's just but it's got Queen's Queen speech instead of PMQs. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but unless you can make the sound of a party horn, it's not really going to work. Oh, very good. Uh, you're like a human beatbox. There's another one of your hidden talents. Hidden talents. I can't remember what your hidden talents were in the, your recent spoon-based no interview. Comment. Okay, H- having less than having few spoons. Um, the Queen's speech uh, happened this morning. There's lots of men and women in ermine in the House of Lords. Uh, a lady in a magic hat turned up. She is called the Queen. Uh, her magic hat gives her the power over us all, apparently. And uh, she read out uh, a pre-prepared statement by the government on what they're going to do. Uh, which, uh, well, let's let's take a positive spin on it. What were the highlights of the Queen's speech? Annabelle, what stood out for you? Are we talking tradition or bills? The content of the Queen's speech. The content of the... Well, or if the, well yeah, all right. Or, or the nonsense, if you want to go down that route. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure Whichever what we were going one, for uh, first. But um, should we do the serious stuff Yeah, first? go on then. Um, so I think for... Um, what I obviously write for quite a rural audience. Yes. Um, so broadband's going to be a big, yes. a big thing for us. Um, this universal obligation yeah. is, um, is big news. I think the question is exactly how they're going to do it because these sort of things cost money. Yeah, this is actually happening because the, the government has said before that yeah. everybody will have broadband, same as you can have water and electricity, everyone should have broadband. Yeah. And then there was a story a few weeks ago that they were going to roll back from it and not do it. And now it's in the Queen's speech, so it is definitely going to happen. So it's got to happen. Anybody can have broadband, right? Yeah, so or they're saying that everyone will have to have access to 10 megabits. Okay. They have been saying this. For years. This is true. Since 2010, they've been saying everyone should have supervised broadband, particularly in rural areas. Yeah. And the rollout has been quite frankly appalling. Yeah. I mean, what was it, Javi called it? Um, not spots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's mo- the mobile phones is a completely other issue. But in broadband, I, so I um, spend half my week in Norwich and half my week in London. Yeah. And about a mile from the city centre, you can't get proper broadband it is um, so it's a huge issue for, for our area it is and it's a weird one isn't it it's because we sit here in london with all our um you know whizzy flying to work on our spaceships because we live in the future but we forget that outside london there is a real problem with this sort of london's stuff. not great no broadband in central london is pretty well it's not very good at my desk because it's been up and down all day today and it, been, it's much easier for me to come like, off broadband sometimes in my flat and go on to 4g because yeah. it's much quicker than using the broadband yeah. oh, that's right infrastructure is appalling yeah, yeah but then you can charge all your 4g to the taxpayer can't you your, your but data choose, can't but you? i choose not to. oh well, he can can you um <laughs> what what were the highlights for you Ian, in that queen's speech well there wasn't any really was there no i mean it was a bland queen's speech because the government have nothing to say yes, and true. essentially the queen could have turned up and said you know my government will run an eu referendum then tear itself apart and thank you very much indeed and walk out really i mean that's really what it was all what this queen's speech was all about there was nothing in it and the stuff that was in it was Broadband, repeat, education yeah, academisation, repeat, all the stuff that they talked about before, balancing the books, repeat, 
Um, it really is a Queen's speech full of nothing, and as it was described to me earlier, it was like a cappuccino, all froth and no coffee. Oh, wow. Who described it? That, that's quite a good turn Chris of phrase. Chris Bryant. Oh, well, he, has got, he is a man, a man, of, he is a man with a turn of phrase. phrase. He is. Exactly. Also, as I like to mention, in, wherever I mention him in a column, I'm most famous for being pictured in his pants. Um, which is true. For the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I've written down some stuff. The Better Markets Bill. That sounds exciting. Don't know what it is. Is that like Better Markets as in, you know, independent, Trotter's independent oh, traders? I hope so, yeah. They don't you know, get like markets like you used to when better I was a kid. stalls and they used, more Markets sweets. used to be really good when I was little. There's hardly any markets. <laughs> Sports socks, two for a pound to uh, Better Markets. I'm frantically leaping through. That was a bit yukipy, wasn't it? Going, things are better when I was younger. That's, uh, you know, that, that make you feel at home, Annabelle, with your UKIP your constituency in the east yeah, of England. Yeah. Um, Bill of Rights. That's not going to happen either. Happen. I saw yeah. even Lord Strathclyde having a laugh when they went, not that again. Did you hear the big pause after? She said it. Yeah. Why <laughs> the big Bill, pause? Bill of Rights and then big pause because well, there's nothing more to say. Well, here's it. something. No, I'll tell you what, there's one thing I would say about it is that it was in last year's Queen's speech, right? Yeah. yeah. And obviously it didn't happen. Mm. Now, is that a new thing? Isn't it the case that whatever she says in the Queen's speech is actually going to happen? No. No, no. They run no. out of time. I mean, they can run out of time yeah. to do things. But they didn't run out of time. They're not doing anything. Control. They've got loads of time. Yeah. They're always giving out time but to the I opposition guess they and all that. Depending post June twenty third, yeah. there was a really good sentence at the at the tail end, where I think the Queen said, "and to reassert the primacy of the elected chamber." Yes, and that's essentially to stop the Labour members in the House of Lords winning votes in a democracy. Oh, because that, that was all that's about. I really that. View, yes, it? of course, mm. that's mm. sort of hanging over them. Hanging over them. But like, they're not going to do anything about that, are they? They're just going to leave it hanging, I think. Is not that right? There's a new referendum. Yeah, it's well, a threat, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a threat. It's, uh, it's all quite quite cute, that. Uh, one, well, one thing that is worth mentioning, I think, is that uh, we are going to be living in the space age because the government is going to introduce driverless cars and spaceships, which are pretty amazing. Um, driverless cars, Annabelle, would you get in a driverless car? Yeah, I think um, I think they're a great idea. I think, yeah. um, judging by some of the morons on the road, I think I'd rather a computer drove their cars than they did. Well, but then what if the what if the driverless car like took over or something got hacked? Well, hack them, that's you? a danger. But I think. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm reading a book about humanoids at the moment that take over the world, take over the universe. Yeah. A bit worried about this sort of stuff. Um, Ian, is there going to be a spaceport in Scotland? I hope so. Is it going to be like Star Wars? It would be fantastic, a wouldn't spaceport. it? Spaceport. I want to design the, the uniforms. Because I'd make yes. them like Star oh, Trek. Oh, come on. Big, flary black trousers and little upside-down Vs on different colours depending on your seniority. I'd love it. Right, well, you see, A, you haven't designed that. You've just ripped off Star Trek. That's not a design. Well, still. And B, no, you've got to go for the, the silver all-in-one suit with the zigzag down the front. Maybe. That's got to be the, Maybe. the uniform. No, that can, be, that can be for a different... That can be for the finance department. <laughs> Why? Because they're so whizzy. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, will it be like Star Wars if there's a spaceport in Scotland? I mean, this is, I'm joking, but there is a competition to have a spaceport and there are... Three sites in Scotland that are in the running, I believe. Is that right? Stornoway, yeah. uh, Prestwick, and um, Murray, isn't there one in Murray? the one out in the middle of nowhere, Campbelltown. Right, yeah. Uh, not I'm saying that's a bad thing in the middle of nowhere, that's why it's competing. Um, uh, but is it just the government going, ooh, spaceships, ooh, driverless cars, to sort of distract from the fact that yeah. you know, there's more mundane yeah. stuff they're not doing? The government are ripping themselves to shreds over whether or not you can buy more than three bananas at EU level or whether or not ISIS supports 
Brexit, oh, totally man. tearing themselves apart. So it's the sort of there's a squirrel, there's a lovely spaceport. What about driverless cars? Let's have everyone have broadband, even though we promised it last time and didn't deliver it. And, oh, interesting. Let's get Her Majesty to deflect a little bit away from what the government are doing at the moment. It does suggest that Westminster politics are better than Hollywood politics because in Hollywood they do have look, there's a squirrel, that's a thing. Whereas here we have look, there's a spaceship, there's and spaceships, spaceships are better than squirrels, right? Well, not if you're trying to hide nuts. I, we could hide them in a spaceship. Come on, spaceships are better than squirrels. Yes. Period. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry to come on. Don't give me a yes. politician's answer to that one. <laughs> spaceships come on. are better than squirrels. Um, you've brought up the EU referendum and such like. Um, you live in UKIP land, Annabelle. I do, right? yeah. East Anglia is basically like an independent state of UKIP, yeah? I am. I am. I'm a hate figure among all our reporters because I made them all go and speak to 50 people on the streets of East Anglia last week. Um, Have you got that power to make reporters go and do vox pops? Well, I had to get power from on high, but I was delegated the power to wow. do it. Yeah, so it was like the vox pop from hell. Yeah, man, vox um, pops. Are, oh. So we spoke to 1,090 people. Wow, um, on the streets? On the streets of East Anglia. Yeah. And we got a good balance. I got some advice yeah. on balancing it, rural, right. urban, age, scientific, isn't it? On a pole, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. Polls aren't scientific, but um, we did the best we could. Anyway, and here we go. I will. I will guess. Have a prediction. Yeah. Out yeah. by seventy-five percent. Out. No. No. Out by fifty-five. No. How many? There were quite a lot of don't knows. How oh, many points ahead do you think? Out? You didn't see to strip out the don't uh, Out would be twenty points ahead. Nine. It was only nine points ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Nine points ahead. And that's so thirty-nine percent. Brexit, 30% remain, 21% don't know. Ooh, and 10% won't vote. Am I so right in thinking, you'll remember this, Ian, it sort of came back to me, you know, one of the flashbacks to the referendum. Is it not the case that generally don't knows break two to one for the status quo? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. When people, when, when it gets to the polling booth and people are hovering above the yeah. ballot paper with a pencil, or a pen, use a pen. Use a pen. <laughs> it's a, you know, the Quebec season's rubbed <gasps> out. There's a story for you. There's a story. Um, wear a tin hat and use a pen. And when people get in there, they tend to vote for the status quo when the alternative is uncertain. All right. I don't want to give this mm. one away. Should we? Get, I, I don't want to give this story away, but this is a definite story for you in the eastern... Oh, great. ...in the UKIP land. Because in Scotland, at the referendum, various people said use a pen to vote because otherwise the establishment will rub out your pencil mark oh and put God. it in a no. That is and a I great conspiracy there will be <laughs> kippers. There will be kippers out in the east of England who Somebody will stopped say the, the same street thing. just a few weeks ago. I was heading to a football match on a Friday evening. He stopped me in the street, perfectly sensible chap. And he was quite angry and said, I have on good authority that you drove with a transit van to England with ballot boxes full of yes votes shortly after the referendum. Oh yeah, but that is true. Well, it was bigger than a transit It wasn't a transit <laughs> van. It was much bigger. <laughs> much um, bigger. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Watch out for that one when the I've referendum comes. I've just on Twitter, haven't I? Uh, yeah, you d- oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Unfortunately, Twitter's, that's a, that's Twitter's more... That's a true story of someone that stopped me in the street only wow. a few weeks ago. Gosh. 8th of April it was, because I was heading to Tinkcastle. Twitter is more interested in the number of spoons you have than the, the and amount of... I two, because a kind soul bought me one. Oh, do we want to talk about your spoons? No. No. Because it was, I mean, that was a lie. You cannot have one spoon. I have one teaspoon. You cannot I've have got You've two. got two houses. How can you have one teaspoon? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, you'd use something else for stirring tea in the other one, don't you? Well, like what? A fork or a larger spoon. I use spoon. a fork because you can exactly. squeeze the tea you bag. You can squeeze better. a tea bag better. Yeah. What about if you're eating a yogurt? 
See, you use your one spoon. What if he's eating a yogurt in his other house? We shouldn't talk about rival newspapers here. But Alan Rodden uses a large spoon for a yogurt. Well, I had this discussion with him on Twitter, indeed. But um, let's yeah, let's not an animal, I believe. Well, that's the least of many reasons you could call Alan Rodden an animal. God, you've seen him out in the terrace. Anyway, let's not let's not let's not get into dodgy legal territory by talking about. I don't see what's wrong with my spoons, to be quite frank. Oh, that's not true. You must see what's wrong with it. It's weird to only have one spoon and you know it. Why? Because you've got two houses. You can only use one spoon at a time, can't you? Yes, but in each place. And even then, what you know, you've got a fiance, partner, well, wife, girlfriend, whatever she is. Some teaspoons. And a... I hate well, to say the obvious Scots joke at this point. Yeah, well, there you go. He's walking into it, isn't he? Yeah. See, you've been hanging around with the kippers too long with your, with your <laughs> yeah, racist yes, jokes. You'll yeah. um, be coming up with some Borisism snakes. Oh, <laughs> Boris is bananas. Boris is bananas, isn't it? Do we want to talk about Boris? Potassium Boris. I'm thinking about writing a column about Boris this week because it's a, it is a slow motion explosion. This. He's just melting down. And this isn't is it? completely. I thought Heseltine's intervention yesterday was pretty good, essentially yep. saying to Boris, calm down. And but he's heads. a great friend of the Chancellor's. You know, him and Chancellor are thick as thieves. I mean, he—he's a great guy, though. We've met him. We've interviewed him. Oh, we had a great, we had a great um, regional lobby. We had a lunch with him. He arrived an hour late, and then halfway through his um, dessert, he got up, looked his watch, realised he was an hour late for his next meeting, got up, that's right, unannounced, and just disappeared, saying, "I hope I haven't given you a story." Yeah, but he had. And that was it. He had. It was good, good value. I like like him. Uh, He's worth listening to. Um, yeah, Boris is just blowing up, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's losing the plot. Seems to be. Um, well, that's not a, lot, a huge amount of help for me, Colin, but I'll, <laughs> I'll come up with another 600 words to, to pad yeah. that out. Um, this is what happens, though. I mean, there is a serious side to all of this. This is what happens when someone's arguing passionately for a case that they don't believe in. Yeah. Um, so, Nigel Farage, or Farage, whichever mm. way you want to, to, to pronounce it, passionately believes that we should leave the EU so we'll argue that case yeah. to the death I'm not sure Boris does and it was a political tactic mm. for him to get hold of the leadership of the Tory party so he's arguing a case passionately that he doesn't actually quite believe in I think you're probably right and, and he doesn't plan anything, bananas. it's all done is it? yeah I think I mean, it is, that, is, it, is that just a look? I mean, he's renowned for turning up at things having not written his speech is he, but is he or is it all an act? I don't know. No, I've never, I I've never met him. Have you from, met him? Have you, I haven't have you met done? him, but, no. yeah, but from what I understand. You will do. Hear. I bet he's going to visit your patch uh, sometime before the do referendum. Know, I don't think he's that interested in the regions. Ah, OK. Because like, we have asked to do stuff with him before. Yeah. And, I mean, admittedly when he was Mayor of London, but yeah. for someone who wants to be hmm. a leadership contender, yeah. he hasn't spent much time cultivating people outside London yeah he just relies on the the Boris personality yeah, yeah. the thing yeah. Um, uh, back to the Queen's speech That's you said we've done the serious stuff uh, the rest of it is very very silly um, <laughs> people in funny hats lots of tiaras lots of gold an awful lot of gold involved um, were you there Ian did you uh, I, I walk sat from in the, the commons front bench. To the I went in for prayers and sat on the front bench. Yeah. Only really to hear Dennis Skinner. Yeah. Hands off the BBC was his line this year. Yeah. Is that funny? Is that good? 
Well, do you know? It's a, it's a diminishing high returns. It's a high mark. He's got, to, he's got to have every year, but it, his timing's always impeccable. Well, that's And true. it always gets a, a bit of a laugh. And at least he did one this week, this year, because of course last year he didn't because yeah. he was so upset that the SNP were trying to steal his seat. And, and Chris uh, Bryant, sorry to talk about Chris Bryant again, but he told this wonderful story of the first time that he ever witnessed a Queen's speech in 2001 when he came in. It was the first Queen's speech he was elected, and he's wandering down into the Lords and. It was still all the hereditary ladies that were still there wearing the tiaras. Right. And he turned round to the Conservative MP that he was walking down with and said, where, does, where do you buy a tiara like that? And the Conservative MP went, you don't buy that, you inherit it. <laughs> well, of course, Which yes. I think is a great story. A great story. <laughs> uh, you mentioned walking down there, because um, that's what happens. The MPs walk from the Commons to the Lords to go and hear the Queen sing a thing, and they are led out by the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Corbyn. Does anybody know any songs about Jeremy Corbyn? You've got one about. Oh, I have. I have got a song about Jeremy Corbyn just here. Shall we have the Jeremy Corbyn you, song? That was a seamless. Look. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? There's a whole musical about Jeremy Corbyn, isn't there? there yeah, is. it's not as good as this though. He's weird. He's got a beard. That make him weird. How long till he disappears? The wig out, and it? it's the wig that out. That will be out a the end that makes it. Journalism yeah, <laughs> that could be the last outing for that. Probably not. Um, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn walked down with uh, David Cameron. David Cameron tried to crack a joke. Jeremy Corbyn didn't laugh. Um, Snubbed. You, yeah, was this a snob Annabelle, or does it just show that he's just weird? I think. Well, I'm told. I don't know if it's true, but there's a route, I'm told it's the first time that he's actually ever been in for the Queen's speech. Yeah. He usually he's boycotted it for the whole. Entirely believable, he's yeah. Here. So he's had to sort of put his republicanism aside and, yeah. um, and do it. So I think he just didn't probably really quite know how to deal with the situation. But he's the leader of the opposition. All and he's got to do is well, walk it's very and laugh. Deep. His That's not that hard. To David Cameron is, I think, is quite deep, is very deep rooted. Really? Yeah. That's I think he finds nice, it very it? hard to put aside the. Maybe it wasn't. Have we, ever, have, we, have we thought about the fact that it might not have been funny? That's why I didn't laugh. <laughs> well, that's true, but you know. Um, you know this, Ian. You're an MP. You have to get elected. You have to go and knock on people's doors, and you have to laugh at their unfunny jokes sometimes. Correct. Right? Correct. And I laugh at yours constantly. Well, absolutely. There and you go. And your well, jingles. Yes. Well, there you go. Point proved. So, uh, you know, in in normal society, if somebody even tells you a not very funny joke, you just go ah ha ha ha. True. Right. Particularly when the world's media is pointing at you at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't seem that hard. Mm. So, well, you tell me. He's your boss. I want to is find he out just what he weird? Said. Is he socially inept? Jeremy is completely the opposite of socially inept. He's incredibly warm. He's incredibly friendly. He's actually quite funny, very humorous. And he's the kind of, you know, he would pass the, go to the pub for a pint test. Right. I'm not sure David Cameron would pass that test with an awful lot of people. No, I think he would, actually. I've actually, I've I've met Jeremy Corbyn a lot of times, a lot more than Ed Miliband, funnily enough. Yeah. Given how long Ed was leader. And I have always, um, he's always had a lot of time. Well, he, he made, he's always made time. That's true. Last time, quite, quite um, last time we were in this room, you had just been sitting next to him, hadn't you? It was just after the yeah. Um, yeah, regional and, lobby. And then about uh, two weeks later, lunch. he came up and did a, um, a visit to Norwich. It was the most bizarre visit I've ever been on. He must have spent two hours at this place going around meeting apprentices. Okay. <laughs> and um, in the end, Telly ended up leaving because. Telly got bored. Telly basically got bored of covering this visit and left. because he was there for so long and they weren't going Breaking to be there. Breaking the media. Um, 
Meet their deadlines. Um, but see, that's part. That is a little bit of the problem, though, isn't it? Because we all we all mould what we do around the media and things. And Jeremy does these things. He goes, no, I'm paying a visit to Norwich. I want to speak to these apprentices. So I'm not going to be in here in and out in twenty minutes just for the media's sake. I'm going to take time to speak to people properly and yeah. do the visit as you would supposed to do a visit, rather than saying, "Excuse me a second. I'm glad I've come in here to say hello. I'm going to get a quick photograph now and then a way back on the train." Yeah, well, that's the, that shows you more about him than as an individual. Than yes, one of the things it shows you about him is that he's not going to get elected because that's not the way to get elected. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the apprentices I spoke to afterwards didn't really understand quite what he'd been. No, who he was, and they're not going to vote because <laughs> young people don't vote. Uh, see, that's how he's not going to get elected. Um, um, but no, but I have to say, you know, credit to him for spending time and you know gave yeah. a lot of time. To well, everyone says he's everyone that's been, you know, because he used to be in lots of um, APPGs and go off on lots of foreign trips, and everyone mm-hmm. says he's a lovely man to go travelling with. Uh, it's just a lot of Labour MPs would wish he'd travel somewhere far away and not come back, let's be honest. You had a fallen out with him recently, didn't you? Of a Scottish election. No, I sat next to Jeremy at PQs last week and we had a very good chat and very, he told me how much he enjoyed being in Edinburgh during the election and things. I hadn't fallen out with him at all. It's media spins, you know. He didn't go near Typical Edinburgh during the election. He didn't go to Scotland. He went. He was. Time, he, he launched Kezia's campaign. Oh, don't you start Portobello. this. We've had oh, launching a campaign does not count as campaigning. All right. We've <laughs> then had, he, then we he went this, to Glasgow. We had this out with the Prime Minister last week. He claimed to have campaigned in Scotland. And actually, then he, he went did to Coat Bridge. Exactly he did a rally in Coat Bridge. He walked down um, one of the streets of Glasgow, which escapes me. Was he, um, was he chased by a man on a, a, a rickshaw playing music from Star Wars? Star Wars, no. Oh, well, there you go. He's done well. Well done, him. Um, right, there you go. And let's add, uh, as I said, Annabelle and I were, sitting, were talking to the Prime Minister last week. Ah, there's a name drop. Um, yeah, but uh, the pint test. Who would you rather go for a pint with, Jeremy Corbyn or David Cameron? Oh, my goodness, that's hard. Um, can I say neither? No, well, obviously no, both that's from a not... journalistic point of view. But... Yeah. No, the question was, who would you rather go for a point with? Probably Jeremy. Yeah, you know, you might be right, actually. Because yeah. at least you could have an honest discussion with him. Yeah. Whereas Dave's a bit... He's Dave's all right. He's I... well, the red mist. Well, red that's mist, true, yeah. yeah. But, um, and of course, he's, if, he's, if, if David Cameron hasn't got any scripted funnies, then you'll get nothing out of him. Um, yes, I've never heard him come up with an unscripted funny of you. He's not. He's not no, unfunny. No, I don't, but I he's think, not. I think he has quite. I think he does have quite a good wit. Yeah. He is, I think he has, can be quite quick on his. Yeah. On his feet. He is a bit flashman yeah. though. That's true. That's my experience mm. of him. <laughs> a couple of times I've been to see him. The chances are, Jeremy would buy it as well. You reckon? Well, he'd buy it for everyone, wouldn't he? Because he's a socialist. Yeah. He'd buy. And everyone have to buy him one back, right? Mm-hmm. That's how socialism that's works. How work. Yeah. Well, that's how <laughs> the, whole pub, the whole Jamie. pub, right? Hey, listen. <laughs> Um, we'll discuss this later when I'm buying my round um, ok listen uh, I think we've covered off the Queen's speech I think we've done very well to talk about the Queen's speech for more than a couple of minutes given there was so little in it um, but uh, my last Queen's speech in this role oh, there you go there's the tears there's the tears um, so yeah last podcast next week um, so you know look out for that and in the meantime if you want to get in touch I am still at Political Yeti on Twitter uh, we are online at sundaypost.com on email and you can find the Sunday Post on Facebook so thank you to Ian and thank you to Annabelle and uh, tune in next week for uh, a final Sunday Post politics podcast thank you